and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing. Once again, I am your weekly host, Joe Debra. And joining us today is a very special guest who, for today's show, is our host, our sister Candice Fovey. Sister Candice, take it away. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, audience. I am excited and I hope you are excited as I am because today the host is in the hot seat. So we are going to discuss a topic about love and love being the highest privilege, our highest privilege. Um, Love, as you all know, you know, is associated with feelings of um you know, butterfly feelings and relationships and boyfriends and girlfriends. But today we are going to go into a deeper aspect of love, you know, that is found in families, friendships, um, two persons, not necessarily intimacy, intimacy and intimate or sexual. So let's get right in. Um, Brother Joe, um, Dr. Joe, what do you uh what is love to you well uh thank you sister candace um so um the uh, there are a few words um or things in life uh, uh sister candace that are the uh, truest meaning or at the um essence uh is the source of not much controversy in life uh what i mean by that is um there are a few things that rightly defined um don't stir a lot of controversy uh in our life today because uh their concepts or their principles hold to be true and one of such things really uh to me is love uh like you rightly said certainly love is not just about feelings um uh, but love at its original core or love at its original source has a source in God. And that's how I see it. Um, I, I always say that one truth about love is that love always needs an object or something or someone else that it has to either give itself to, express itself, lose itself, or commit itself to, or even unionize itself. So I think love is actually a way that we ought to live rather than a feeling that we ought to have. And so that's how I um, see love. Thank you, um, Dr. Joe. And it's very funny that you said that um, because love, um, if I'm deducing from what you said, it means that love is what manages us. Um, it's a way of life. That's what you said. And um, I found that it's, it, it not only manages us, but it's what helps um, reduce chaos and destruction. A place where there is no love, you find chaos. A place where there is no love, you find destruction. So it's, it's very deep that you said it's um, what manages. So it's a way it's a way that we should live rather than, you know, what we should feel. So it's something that we need. Yeah. Uh, Sister Candice, look at it this way. So um, when we talk to the Christian, um, to the Christian, God is all powerful. God is all mighty. God is all great. God, God is every great thing you can ever imagine and beyond. But the question really is, without God being in love, what is his essence worth to humanity? 
if God doesn't have or if God isn't love, then what really does all the attributes of God, the ones we know, the ones we don't know, his greatness, his awesomeness, um, what does it really mean to us? And I will uh, challenge any Christian who will uh, have issues with this statement to ask themselves this question, that without love, can you really worship God? For you to truly be able to worship God, I personally believe that you ought to have love for God for you to even be able to worship him. And so uh, for me, love becomes the way that we ought to live because for us to be able to live with everyone, um, we ought to have that. And so that's why I think it is our highest privilege uh, in life. Okay. So um, to you... How has love been a privilege? Because we can, you know, speak in a general sense. But to you as a person, how has love been a privilege? Because, of course, you must be speaking from a personal conviction of this uh, this love being the highest place. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Um, for me, I, I think love has been my highest privilege because I truly believe that everything that I have been driven to accomplish or do in life um, had a source in love. Um, I pursued a medical career because of my love for humanity. Um, I was telling a colleague recently that for me, I think being able to help people live a life um, that allows them to fulfill the purpose or the desires that they were put on this earth to do is greater than anything else. And so among all the politics and the bureaucracies that exist in my career field, I think that is something that gives me a lot of joy. When it comes to my spiritual life, I think love, it's not even I think, I know love is the essence of my spiritual life. Uh, being a Christian, I know Christ came to die for me out of love that I did not do anything to deserve it. I did not do anything for him to want to die for me. Um, and then in my family life, I, I believe that love has been the very thing that has kept me um, in close niche with my family, whether my parents, my siblings, that even when I have wronged them, I have a sense or confidence that they will forgive me not because I deserve for them to forgive me, but really because they love me. I'm not saying to use that as an excuse to do what is wrong or anything, but when we talk about privilege, that's really what privilege is about. Um, privilege is you getting things that you otherwise did not um, work for it, but you got it because of something that someone has for you. And that's why in the beginning I said, love always wants to find something to give itself to. And so my parents love me, so they want to provide for me. My co-workers want to continue to work with me because of that love that we share. And obviously, with time, we will talk about uh, the various uh, either kinds or types of love and the tears and all those things. But as you said in your introduction, it was very clear that there are various forms of um, ways that we can classify love. So personally, I think love is the very um, 
that thing that has driven me to where I am. And I believe love is the thing that will take me where I ought to be in life. And so um, that's my answer. Thank you. So to a person out there listening, because you have shared your experience and for someone out there, you know, um, we can easily say that we all have love. But then again, there are people that feel like they are not loved. There are people that they, mm. they can't, they cannot, you know, uh, have a resonance of what we are talking about. So for mm. such a person, how, how do we, um, you know, shift their perspective so they can see this as the highest, um, the highest privilege to have other than chasing certain things, you know? So if I don't feel loved, um, I won't know that is the highest privilege. So how do we shift our viewers who are in this situation of not feeling loved or to them, they think they've never experienced love enough to see it as the highest uh, privilege? Wow, uh, that's a, a very powerful question, uh, Candice. Um, but the uh, th there are a couple of key things about love that um, my listener um, need to realize. And one is, I know we all talk about it, that love is not a feeling. But the question is, do you truly believe that love is not just a mere feeling? Because at the end of the day, that is one of the main things that it comes down to, feeling love, feeling that emotional response um, to love. And so when someone has not felt that emotional response to love, then the chances are they are prone to say that they are not yes. loved. And then the other parts of love, or uh, the other way that I will say to the listener is, as I said in my introduction, that love always wants to find something or needs an object to give itself to. And so... It's not about what you don't have per se, but about what someone else ought want to give to you. And so if I have love and I meet you, I want to give love to you. And so that stirs within you the essence of you knowing what love actually is about. And so I think it comes down to the knowledge of love, really. Um, and being able to dissociate the feelings that we have, whether in our tummy or in our mind, um, from the uh, the actual concept or the principle of love itself. Yes, and um, how you're saying that, to me, I'm understanding that love is not really just uh, an emotion, basically. Um, it could mm -hmm. be in a form of act. Um, so I want yes. to make this follow-up question that, you know, some people associate love with giving. That's an act, you know, and mm -hmm. this act at the end of the day brings an emotion. So even when right. we disassociate the emotion from something, from an act, at the end of the day, it all comes down to what we are feeling. So if I see uh, like my partner has to, constantly give me gifts or a friend of mine has to constantly give me gifts to prove their love to me and they are not doing that we call it love language mm -hmm. <laughs> you know the society mm -hmm. calls mm -hmm. it love language or this era calls it love language so when you are not getting your love language 
how do you still see the love? Because that is the problem now. People probably know what love is to them. You know, so when it's not being received in the in their perception, then it's not love. Can love be deduced yeah. to that definition? Necessarily. So, yeah, you talked about the uh, concept of love languages, the act of service, the act of giving, um, and all, all those um, love languages that we have out, uh, out there. And there have been numerous books published about this. Uh, so I'm not going to be the one to teach about it. Um, but um, certainly, the emotional response is part of our humanity. So I don't want uh, listeners to uh, think that they don't have to have an emotional response. Your emotional response is what defines you as a human, as a person. Um, but the uh, idea that okay, if someone is not giving me something, then they don't love me. Or the idea that if you are not telling me in words that you love me, uh, then you don't love me. That is what I want us to be able to dissociate from um, the principle of love itself. Because love is more of action. Love shows itself. Love gives itself. And so the question is, are you receiving what is being given? Um, because if you're not receiving what is given, then you can, in turn, say someone doesn't love you or nobody loves you. Meanwhile, that's not the reality of it because you're just not receiving what is given. There cannot be love without an object. You cannot have love without having an object or a thing or a person to give itself to, to make itself available to choose. So are you receiving what is given? And in what context are you receiving it? Are you receiving it in a negative context? Are you receiving it in a positive context? For instance, if as a farmer, you go to your land and you throw out seed to plant. The seed falls on soil or it falls on the ground. Now, if the seed is not received into the ground, there is no way that seed is going to germinate. And so if love is not received, in the same way that love wants to give itself, if it is not received, it's not going to give that response that you want it to give. It's not going to bear that fruit of emotion that we clarify or we classify as love language. For me, love languages are just the fruits of receiving love or how we want to receive love. And so that's kind of what I would say about Thank that. you very much. Um, I, I wrote something, I did a video about just like a two seconds video and it said just what you have said that, you know, we are so cooked in being able to give love to our loved ones. So show our love, but we have not really equipped ourselves in receiving love. So um, love actually works. And this is something that I said in my video, love works when it's received. It does not work when yes. it's given. It, it yes. rather works when yes. you receive it. And um, when you don't receive love, um, it causes destruction, you know, hurt, 
pain. And this is where, you know, when someone makes that statement, I, I'm not loved or my father my father doesn't love me my mother doesn't love me or my spouse doesn't show me love enough or whatever um when we make this statement they are coming from a place of hurt a place of disappointments a place of pain and so how does love heal how can love heal or be healing uh physically or emotionally or spiritually financially you know any aspect of our life when we lack, um, you know, when, when we have a one-sided definition of love, how can they even heal us, you know? If you could share light on that. Your way of showing that you love me is giving me a flower every day. And this particular flower that you always want to get me is one that I have severe reactions <laughs> to. Now... I may pretend and receive it and try to care for the flower, but if it's going to cause me problems, then with time, I'm not going to be receptive to it anymore. And so that kind of love is not going to bring healing to me. And then when it comes to parenting, um, sometimes parents are like, oh, I love my child, and so I'm going to give them everything that they want. That also, unfortunately, does not bring about healing through love or uh, that really sometimes does not work out because uh, as we have already established on this show, unless you create a room for someone to need something, you are jeopardizing them to be able to build meaningful relationships uh, in their future. So uh, for love to uh, bring healing to anyone, we ought to be in a position where we will be able to receive love. And yes, it, love has to be presented sometimes in a way that we will be able to receive it, not just because, oh, I know that um, uh, uh, sweeping, uh, uh, I know that washing your car um, is, uh, is good to you. It makes you happy. So I only will wash your car and then I will neglect everything else. Uh, when you do that, you're really not presenting love the way that it ought to be received for everything else. Yeah, right. So, um, Mommy, one second. I have to close the door. How can one uh, use uh, the privilege of love to make an impact in the world? Um, to you know, for to make the world a better place for people. How can one use this privilege? Well, um, the way to make an impact um, is first realizing that love is a privilege that you have. Um, uh, because uh, sometimes when we are not in tune with our own privileges or things that we have as a privilege, we don't tend to be able to use it the right way. Um, and so realizing that Love is a privilege for you to have. It's a privilege that you have people around you who care for you, who love you. It's a privilege that you have people around you who want to see you do better. It's a privilege to have, um, to be in an environment where there is stability, where there is peace, where there is calm. It's a, all these are privileges that stem out of love towards you. 
Now, once you realize that, that is the first thing. Then the second thing is you ought to also know that everything that you have or possess, no matter how powerful, how rich, how uh, influential you are, without love, that is nothing to humanity. And so you first realize your privilege that you have and then realize that without love, everything that you have really means nothing um, to anybody else mm -hmm. except you. And then the um, other part of it is knowing that to have love, you ought to have an object to give itself to. I can't overemphasize this. Love always, always needs something to give itself to, to empty itself into. And so it will be very difficult for anyone to convince me that they have love when they just stick to themselves. For instance, um, if you talk about marriage, for instance, if you have love for your partner and you say, I will not communicate with my partner, I will not give myself to my partner, then it becomes suspicious whether you really do have love for your partner. And the same thing applies to every other aspect of our lives, that love always needs an object, a thing, a person to make itself one with, to unionize itself, to empty itself into, or to give itself. So it's so love is a reciprocal thing. It, it has to be. Yes, it has to absolutely. always be willing to give itself or empty itself yes. into someone. That's very profound and powerful. So um, what are the challenges that we will, one will face um, going uh, uh, going on the path of love or trying to live according to love to make the world a better place. I'm sure there are some challenges that will come our way, knowing how people are receiving it, you know, and things like that. What are some challenges that we can share light on? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, uh, there is nothing in this world um, that um, goes without its own challenges. So let me paraphrase and say, uh, there's nothing good in this world that one can do that does not uh, meet its own challenges. Uh, some of the challenges that are really um, uh, to live life knowing that love is the highest privilege that you have um, is the fact that you will meet people who um, I will say for the lack of a better word, are unlovable. And I say that in the sense that no matter how much you give yourself to someone, some people will just reject it. And it's okay. It doesn't mean there is something wrong with you or there is something wrong with how you are giving love. If you have tried various means and the person does not just accept it, then they just they just shut down. And then our society also uh, plays a huge impact or plays a major role in us being able to um, uh, impact the world with love. Because when you are showing love, someone will or might misconstrue it based on our societal definitions of various things. So for instance, if I have a, a close relationship with a partner, um, let's say at work, 
and I seek their welfare, I am concerned about them genuinely, there is always that fear or that concern that it might be misconstrued. Um, and I think that is where the issue of trust comes in, that um, trust becomes uh, the lens through which a lot of people live life which I believe our very first section that we did together, Healing Through Disappointment, we talked about trust being the root cause of a lot of disappointments. And unfortunately, a lot of people live life through that lens. And so when someone lives life through the lens of trust instead of through the lens of love, when you are showing love or when you are exhibiting love towards such a person, it can easily be misconstrued as um, something else because you because they are not kind of coming from the yes. same angle. And then um, I would say um, our backgrounds or our upbringing also pose a, a huge challenge for us to be able to live life uh, with love. Um, you, we talked about in the beginning someone not feeling love let's say someone who was abused by their parents um, from their childhood, it's very difficult for that person to ever wrap their head around the notion that parents are loved. And so it, in such situations, it really needs a retraining of that person's mind, um, readjusting of their whole perspective on life to be able to see and know that, oh, this is what it feels like to be loved. And then the issue of religion also comes in that um, I personally believe that Christianity um, is based or centered on love. And so what about the person who is not a Christian, the person whose um, divine uh, booklet doesn't have the word love in it. And believe me, there are some um, religions out there that doesn't mention love at all. Um, and so when you are talking about love to such a person from that background, it's, uh, it, they always meet it with kind of some abrupt force because it's a concept that is not um, known or familiar with them. Mm. And that actually um, brings up that actually uh, brings up a very, um, than I was a few years ago. Um, this person was actually training me and um, was, uh, was talking about his religion a lot, which I knew because a lot of my colleagues who had trained with that person uh, told <laughs> us ahead of time that he spends half of the time talking about his religion, how much his religion has money and how they don't uh, lack anything. They don't borrow anything. They don't take out loans and things like that. So when it came to my time to be training with this person, uh, he started talking about these things. And then I brought it up and I say, tell me about your religion's concept of love and the love that gives itself as to, to have someone die in your stead. And he's like, whoa. That's not something I've come across before. So wait, I'm going to, um, over the weekend, I'll ask our uh, congregational <laughs> leader, and then I'll get back to you. And then the next week when I had seen him, we talked, and I, um, he said, well, uh, I asked our, I don't want to mention the title of the leader because then I'll give the religion away. Um, but he said, I asked our leader, and he said, we don't have that concept 
in our relations. Yeah. And so it, it might sound like it's a broken record for people to hear, oh, I love you, people love, and things like that. But it's, it's not a concept of your religion. So if you can really yeah. imagine that, a whole religion not having a concept yeah, and that, of love. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the um, uh, oppositions that I think uh, one will encounter when they want to impact the world from the uh, perspective. Yeah, and that becomes a problem when um, the concept of love is not perceived in a religion or in an individual's life. It becomes a problem. Like I mentioned, mm -hmm. destruction and chaos is what rules, regardless of what you may attain as, um, you know, example you was making with the, with the gentleman. He, they don't borrow certain, you know, they have that any money they want and stuff like that. They have peace, whatever, that they've defined, you know, riches or wealth. But there's still chaos in the midst of all that. All and right. that is the beauty about love and love being a privilege, the highest privilege. And you said something about trust that I just want to touch a, a bit on with um, love being the highest privilege because it supersedes trust, you know. You can show love, and that is what we don't understand. You can genuinely show love to people you don't trust, you know. But now when I'm showing love to you, it's defined as, oh, she trusts me. She must have trusted me. She must have trusted me. Mm. But no, that person is acting out of love because that is the <laughs> highest, you know, it, it, it's the highest privilege that that person has to give. So because it's a privilege to them, it does not require anything of the other person. You know, it's not seeking Absolutely. for you. To, it's not, it has not put any expectation on you or standard on you to fulfill before they show that love, you know, and that is the problem mm -hmm. we've, we face now. When people show love, when people are showing love, we, 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 we misunderstand it. Um, and well, well, I can give you a ride in my car to wherever <laughs> you want to go because I trust, uh, I love you, but I'm not going to give you the right. car to drive because yes. I don't trust yeah. your driving. And, and if they <laughs> get out of the car, the first thing they'll say, oh, that guy trusts me. I was in his car one time. But that is not the point. <laughs> no. you know? That is not the point. So we, we have to shift a lot of, and I, I like these podcasts because it's shifting um, you know, cities and communities and uh, people's mindset and perspective, perspective more than we will, will ever, ever know. And so, but I want to ask, we wrapping up, but I want to ask this question um, based on what we have just talked about. Um, so does love has limits? You know, is there limits as to how far love can go or should go? Because you said something about, um, you know, there are some people that are hard to love you know, or you give all all of you and it's not enough. So at that point, should love, should love has have a limit, you know, so. That's, uh, that's a very powerful question. And um, it's, um, in a way, it's a difficult one. But I would say that yes, love should have a limit. Um, the reason why I would say love should have a limit is because everything that is does not in its original sense originate from us has a limit to it let me explain so in the beginning i said god is love 
And so God can love limitless because he did not receive love. He is love. He is the very embodiment of love. So he can love to an infinite degree. But we as humans receive love. We receive love in religion. We receive love in parenting. We receive love in academics. We receive love in career. All the love that we have, we received. And so we only received so much already. And so if the source of something that is within you is outside you, then naturally you are bound within the limits of how much you have received. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. So then in that perspective, then yes, love has to have a limit. And then there are times um, that just relationships that love has to have a limit because other than that, you will get to a point of disease or you will get to a point of love hurting you. So you giving love and then being hurt in turn. So for instance, if you keep giving love to someone who one, doesn't want to receive it and also is responding with hatred and things that will hurt you, at that point, you ought to stop. You don't redraw the love that you have shown already. And that's the key. You leave it out there until they are ready to receive it. But you don't continue to push. You don't continue to force it on them. Because then you are giving them the chance to retaliate in a negative way. And so I, I, I hope that this clarifies um, that question or my answer. Uh, that yes, love has to have a limit because we as humans only receive um, a limit to our capabilities. Yes, and so, but um, one thing I want us to also, you know, uh, think about is that love sometimes is not always a positive feeling. We have to understand that um, you can love someone and keep your distance. And for the sake of that love to survive, and that is the reason why you have kept that distance. It's like you want a certain relationship to survive. And you know, the closer you get to that person, the danger that love becomes, you know, or the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the danger that love becomes. So in order to keep love within that space, there could be distance, like how you mentioned, you, you don't have to keep pushing to the person that is constantly, you know, retaliating with the opposite of what hate, the opposite of what you are given. So you can create certain boundaries right. to protect that love and that love still persists even within your boundaries. Yes. So I just wanted to um, yes. also put that out there. But um, Dr. Joe, so we are wrapping up. Um, what are the last words that you have for your people? Um, listeners out there about well, <laughs> love being a privilege, the highest privilege. Echo this um, fact or this uh, concept to you that there is nothing in this life that we can do without love that will make a positive impact. Um, that will make a positive impact on the people around us. The truth of the matter is, nobody was created to live in isolation. We are meant to live in relationships. And the way we relate with people is to be able to love. 
And so whatever you do in life, make sure you are doing out of love. Without love, there is envy. Without love, there is selfishness. Without love, there is hypocrisy. Without love, there is so many things that are wrong with us today, uh, Candice. And uh, dear listener, it's because we live life without mm-hmm. love. We don't allow life to blossom enough because the necessary ingredient, like I said in the beginning, that love becomes the fertilizer for which everything ought to grow. So if you take that away, life doesn't really blossom. And so it leads to disappointment. It leads to hurt. Hatred. It leads to hatred. It, it, it leads to so many things that causes harm to us. God gave us love for a reason. And the reason is for us to be able to live in harmony, to enjoy each other's company, and to be able to grow and to build a better place for ourselves. And so whatever you do, wherever you are, have love in your heart. And when someone shows love to you, please open yourself up to receive it because at the end of the day, you cannot give what you don't have. And the only way you will have love is to receive it. Thank you so thank you so much for joining us today, our dear listener. Uh, we hope to see you same time next week as again we bring you another thought-provoking, life-changing topic. Uh, again, God bless you for listening. Bye-bye.